time for your favorite radio show of veganism, Vegan Radio. I'm sorry, that wasn't very exciting. Oh, okay. Scott and Jillian are here. Oh, thanks for inviting <laughs> us, man. There we go. There we go. <laughs> he hit us. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here again. It was only a week ago, it seems like, that I, we were here before. I know. I like it. I like two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's all right. Yep. We Thank God for those fifth Thursdays. Yeah. Fifth. <laughs> I, had, I drank a whole fifth <laughs> last Thursday. Today we're only going to drink a fourth. Now actually, what happened? Oh, last Thursday, right after the show, I, I got a cold. Immediately afterwards. Scott, you're not supposed to let people that know that vegans get colds. <laughs> well, I got over it this morning. I think now you have to admit that you ate some cheese. What? I didn't eat any cheese. Just accidentally. However, uh, I did eat an awful lot of mucus this week. Ah. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> TMI, TMI. Yeah, <coughs> sorry. I put it in a cup. I drank it. You put uh, <laughs> what are you, Alice Cooper or something? You can hear me sniffling a little still. <laughs> but it's cold out. What are you going to do? It is cold. We're sorry, listeners. <laughs> but uh, can I, do I have any good tips for uh, for being sick? I slept a lot. Yeah, well, I, that's I, good. I ate lots of pasta. And uh, you like made that. a wonderful kale dish with a, about a, a ton of ginger in it. Yeah, I did as much ginger cooking as ginger I and garlic, could. detoxifying stuff, yeah. clearing you out. And then I, I warm, worked. but not boiling hot beverages. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to make the system crazy. Yeah, I worked through it all, and I, I drank, yoga. I drank quite a bit of coffee. <laughs> yoga. The no, yoga? actually, I skipped the yoga during the whole time that I was drippy, hanging upside down. Uh, Speaking of yoga, <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> Guess what? What? It's over. I finished my thirty-day. Yoga challenge Woo! today, wow. this morning, <coughs> 7 a.m. I wish I had the kazoo to do a sound for you. Oh, I know. Uh, get that. Kahoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Yeah, um, 30 classes of hot vinyasa yoga. Wow. Hour and a half per class, 30 days in a row. Amazing. And what was your, well, let's not give it away. You got some kind of special gift as a result, right? Oh, yes. I got a special gift. Excellent. Besides um, the gift, well, of I got clarity. five five free classes on this. Wow. Really, they gave me this really nice laminated punch card that says uh, something like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Come on, break it out." You rock! Congratulations! You completed the thirty day challenge. Wow! Five free classes. And That's awesome. And what were there? Two. Or I also three have a people? shirt that says, "Oh, cool!" Shakti on the back with like a Shazam lightning bolt going through it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like a hip. A hip shirt. It's not just like a one of those generic T-shirts they give you when you give blood or something. Cool. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if the women got like you know Almighty oh, Isis shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Isis, Isis, rah rah rah, something like that. <laughs> I got a vegan radio <laughs> shirt this week. That oh, was yeah. exciting. Wow, you're yeah. welcome to the club. Yeah, I know, I know. I got two two of them, so now I can advertise. Are those we have those available to you? Yeah, uh, veganradio.com. Well, we're down to just a couple sizes and. Um, now everyone's going to be rushing to the website, and they'll probably be sold out. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Well, I hope we have the right sizes for them. Well, maybe, yeah. So who knows? We'll have to do another printing now, Jillian. Thanks. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make you guys... I think we need to make a new design. Sell anything or anything. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> we'll put the right call letters on it this time. Oh, no. <laughs> It'd be excellent. <laughs> so what do we get today? What's going what on today? What do you get? Well, we what got do we, you, What do we Jillian? get? I know. I'm here. And you are still alive after an entire what, a week, week, a week of uh, what? What were you? What were you doing? Being vegan, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and I, I cooked for both of you. That was exciting. Uh-huh. On separate and nights. On separate nights. <laughs> yes. She keeps, she keeps us separated. Yeah, I do. It's it gets crazy otherwise. A little chaotic. Um, and I cooked for a bunch of people. Actually, people kept coming over and eating with me, and that was helpful. Yeah, that's that's fun though. You know, it gets a challenge. And yeah, you get to, like, try I did out recipes. I, gr- <laughs> I grocery shopped before. at four different stores. <laughs> uh-huh. I got really excited about food all of a sudden. But yeah, the first couple of days, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't super easy, but now it's super easy. It was weird. It was like two two days of like trying to figure it out. I think. Really. Yeah, you know, like because I'm in school too. I go to you know I go to school in the area, and there's it's not there's not much. So I got to bring stuff with me and remember to bring stuff with me. So it makes you realize too, like, uh, is there is it really it's such a thing that there's never in our lives 
generally. Two unbroken days where you don't have either cheese or some kind of meat or something. What, in general or thrown at you? Uh, You're know. talking about people. I'm being all rhetorical, but. About non-vegans. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was mostly just cheese before. Well, most people, you know, don't can't even think about what a meal is without some kind of animal product. Yeah, and I've had a lot of good support, too. I mean, there's been some non-support. Non-support? People asking if uh, just, just they thought I liked names. they thought I liked food, you uh. know. <laughs> and I was like, and I I think my excuse now, I'm mean, not excuse, was saying you know I've eaten a whole lot of cheese and meat in my entire life and I've experienced it, so I don't really feel the need to experience it again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if people quite. I don't know if that's cool, you know, because they're basically saying, well, you know, the stuff that the establishment has been uh, conditioning us to is food, you know, and like, don't you go and buy the people chow at the store? Like yeah, even else? people who are like radical about everything else. Yeah, I think it's the hedonistic thing and people, you know, they know me and they think that I'm, I'm willing to, you know, do whatever for experience and especially with food because I love food so much, but there's a lot of amazing good food out there. I had my one vegan junk food day, which was a lot of fun. That was my... My is that like going to be a weekly thing? No, 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 no. It was just this week. It was an experiment day. Well, it's cool. You've moved on from hedonism to epicureanism. Oh, I know, I know. That makes me maybe not a foodie, but a a, gourm- a gourmand. Is that it? <laughs> 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 Which I guess is a derogatory term. A gourmel, perhaps. A go- Ooh. Is epically, that female? Epically curious. <laughs> but yeah, I cooked a lot of great food this week. And I don't think, I mean, other than little snacks, I haven't eaten out. So I've saved money overall, I think, too. Oh, you're doing better than me. <laughs> well, it's easy. I'm it is. Eating it. I'm it's sure ridiculous. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to turn bad, but I have a ton of wonderful groceries in my house right now, so I'm just going to keep cooking, which will be good. People have to keep coming. Keep it racking. Eat with me. Be you good. rock. <laughs> That's right. And you're in so conveniently located. I know. I really am. So we'll be over. Well, Derek and I will work on shifts. <laughs> we have all listeners coming to my house. So be like, hey. hey. Don't commit me to anything. I'm hey. going to New Orleans next week. Oh, that's right, too. Nolens. Nolens. Now I'm wondering, what's have you been there before? Never. So we don't know what the vegan scene. Well, I have a, I have an inside. Oh, that's right. You have a guy. Vegan. That's exciting. And uh, they just have a new vegan restaurant open up. Don't ask me what it's called. I can't remember. It's great. I hope it's on pontoons. <laughs> Tofu po boys. It's a, yum. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's a boat. It's called pontoon. <laughs> it's a wonderful restaurant. Oh, that's it. It's called bamboo. Oh, okay. I think it's on bamboo stilts or something. Excellent. Really? Yeah. Well, Good. check it out. Let it, I want to report, and I definitely want some uh, doggy bags. Doggy bags? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pack them up in dry ice and send them our way. Oh, we should mention today's guest um, is Carolyn Scott, who we met on the vegan bus at Burning Man 2007. Um, and she has a blog and a video uh, show called The Healthy Voyager. Yeah, she looks good without, like, dust covering her. Yeah, I, I think she probably looked <laughs> really good with dust uh, covering her, though. <laughs> I kind of wanted, wanted her to... <laughs> I was kind of hoping she'd wear, be, like, dressed up like she was at Burning Man while she does her show. Yeah. Just walk into restaurants all, like, pimped out and order vegan food and see what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social reaction as well as food reaction yeah. <laughs> social experiment who is this person she's pushing the boundaries <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do when i have my uh traveling vegetarian show oh yeah yes excellent <laughs> <laughs> cool excellent. i've been i w- I've always wanted to see with a mohawk jillian you haven't seen my cow costume i think i have working i think i've seen photos photos yeah i think you know photographs <laughs> 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 I thought you were talking about toes that were made out of tofu. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, it's faux toes, yeah. Like, like hufu. <laughs> what? Hufu. Hufu? Hufu. Hufu. Hufu, we all foo. You know, do you know hufu? <laughs> <laughs> it's human-flavored tofu? <laughs> it exists. <laughs> this is John Darnell from the Mountain Goats. You're listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM. The king of the jungle was asleep in his car When your chances fought in your lap like that You gotta recognize them for what they really are Nobody in this house wants to own up to the truth 
crawl in shotgun and reach into his mouth. Grab hold of one long sharp tooth and hold on. So here's the news. Uh, well, it's not a, news. It's a it's a uh, editorial, I believe. Oh, all right. Well, uh, well the news is that she has a new book out. Oh, okay. All right. So here it is. It's Temple Grandin. <laughs> One of the most popular recent articles in the New York Times was a review of Temple Grandin's new book, Animals Make Us Human. Who who wrote this? Um, Temple Grandin. No, I mean the... Oh, the article is written by uh, Jeffrey Masson and Jeff Nelson. Jeffrey and Jeff. Jeffrey and Jeff, and Jeffrey Massan has written a bunch of books about the emotions of animals and things like that. That's right. He will write no review when before When elephants weep, I believe. Mm. Oh, that's right. Anyway. Carry on, Scotty. I'm sorry to interrupt. <coughs> yes, yes. I just wanted to give some context for listeners. Thank you. Uh, I wish I had context as where this review came from. It's not a... Oh. Veg Source Interactive. There we go. I believe it was... Yeah. Okay. So here I have a... <laughs> <laughs> So one of the most popular recent articles in the New York Times was a review of Temple Grandin's new book, Animals Make Us Human. Uh, it was written by Dwight Garner. It was called The Joys and Pains of Being an Animal. And uh, because so many people are convinced that Temple Grandin is a friend to animals, for some she is the friend, we thought it is important to point out some troubling views both in the review and in the book. The first misleading aspect of this review is the picture of Temple Grandin with three handsome golden retrievers. Temple Grandin does not live with dogs. So they might be photoshopped, borrowed dogs. We're not sure. The second misrepresentation of the book review itself, where to begin? How about <laughs> the first sentence? Grandin's autism gives her a special understanding of what animals, whether house cats, cattles, or a cat, think, feel. <laughs> cats and cattles. Yep. Perhaps most important, desire. The reviewer has bought into the myth that Dr. Grandin seeks most to instill. Because she is autistic, she understands animals. All you need to do is say this aloud to realize how ridiculous it is. Try it in other ways. I am depressed, so I understand dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I hear voices, so I understand birds. We've never heard anyone describe an animal, uh, any animal as autistic, so why should somebody who is autistic understand animals better than anyone else? Oh, I have a theory. But <laughs> anyway, I'll save it. Our understanding of autism is that it often prevents those who suffer from it from understanding emotions, their own, and others. Darwin understood long ago that human emotions are on a continuum with those of other species, and modern scientists are finally catching up with him. There is a consensus building that animals experience the same emotions we do, some of them more powerfully and purely than humans. Why would we need to have somebody self-proclaimed as an autistic explain these emotions to us? Actually, she's diagnosed as well. All we need to do <laughs> is live with any animal, dog, cat, parrot, cow, chicken, pig, sheep, goat, or even rat, to understand how deeply they feel emotions similar to ours. If Temple Grandin has any special understanding, it has eluded us. Though as someone who writes about the emotional lives of animals, Masson. Masson. That's Jeffrey Masson. He'll write no review before it's time. And someone who reads widely about them, Jeff Nelson. <laughs> we have tried hard to understand their point of, uh, her point of view. Can it really be that cattle desire to die? This is Temple Grandin's specialty. She finds better ways to kill them. We find this... Unacceptable. Disturbing. <laughs> Even it, more so. It brings to mind that remarkable film by Errol Morris, Mr. Death, about Fred Leuchter, who designed humane, his word, cyanide gas execution devices, and who just happens to believe there was no gas in Auschwitz. He was the secret witness for Ernst Zundel in his book, The Hitler We Love and Why. That was all parenthetical. Uh, <laughs> the reviewer thinks that Temple Grandin is not as good on cats and dogs uh, as on farm animals, on such as cows and pigs, on the slaughter of whom... Oh, my God, I can't even parse this sentence. She is the world's authority. Strange to think that this is a distinction the New York Times would proudly proclaim. The reviewer and Temple Grandin both acknowledge that it is an odd thing for somebody who, quote, loves animals to work on improving the way they are slaughtered. But she argues that she is more interested in their life than in their death. But what kind of life can we talk about for animals who are killed long before the end of their natural lifespan? We have never understood restaurants that claim to be deeply concerned with the quality of life of the animals they serve for meals, but that proudly other lamb or chickens who have lived sometimes for mere hours or days before being killed. Story continues below. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Dr. Grandin writes, The more I observe and learn about how dogs are kept today, I am more convinced. <laughs> That's where it ends. Is this all you're giving me? Dude. How can I work with this? 
I was rushed. I want to know the end of the story. I would need page three. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, this is a review of well, the I think review. We got, of the make review. it up. Make it up. Yeah, I think we got the gist. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to riff on that. Anyway. So she, you got to think about Temple. I know. She thinks she's like psychic, like well, um, she animal psychic, or just understands them better. Yeah. Well, the idea is that if you know her background, yeah. she's autistic, and because of this, she was able to sort of. She just noticed that cows like to turn left or right or whatever, that they work better. If you want to get them more quickly to the the destination, instead of putting them in a straight line, you put them in curvy little shoots, and then they will go faster. I see, I see. She uh, was able to visualize the dynamics that were going on, which is a common trait of autistic people, that they pick up patterns and things. Just like uh, basketball. Yep, yep. You can throw six three-point shots in a row if you <laughs> if you can just get your personality out of the way a little bit. So, you know, just shows that, um, in any case, the uh, the idea about her being more empathetic towards animals may very well be, in a sense, true. So I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the gist of the review, but... Really? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'm reviewing the review of the review I mean, what, of the review what now. I mean, what you know, the last couple of minutes of an animal's life a little more comfortable, but it really facilitates the people who are killing the animals to do it more quickly and... Yeah, ultimately. She engineered... Efficiently, so that capitalism can flow better. Yeah. She engineered, you know, cow paths. Yeah, and it, it abates a, a guilt, you know, for some people, which is... Yeah. It's not progressive at all. <laughs> this is the best way I can put it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't help anything. Well, I feel assuaged. You're assuaged? <laughs> yes, I am. I just wanted to say the word assuaged. So, if you were an animal, what would you feel? So you're going to slaughter. You hear the screams all around you. Yeah. Well, I would feel what I feel, and then there would be corresponding thoughts that would go with it, I guess, thematic things that would come up, and that would, you know, and then I'd probably suffer even more because I'd have to deal with those, like feed that whole feedback loop. So, you know, animals may have the advantage that they don't have the big feedback loop of, you know, having to tell themselves that (laughs) over and over again what's happening. But as far as we know. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, so. It's it's uh, an interesting question as to what Temple's thing is, but well, thanks for the article anyway. It was fun. <laughs> well, that's right. We'll have our link posted up on veganradio.com uh, for, yes. for interested listeners and interested. other people who despise Temple. <laughs> <laughs> despise. That's a is that the right word, word, Scotty? You're right. All right. Well, we have uh, Carolyn Scott coming up. We're going to take a little quick break for Station ID, and we'll be right back. This is Rory Friedman, co-author of Skinny Bitch, and you're listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ, LP, Northampton, 103.3 FM, and podcasting at veganradio.com. Love animals, don't eat them, gross! Hello, Carolyn Scott, are you there? I am here. Uh, You are a writer, and uh, you make videos about yep. your travels to restaurants. That I do, that I do. And we met you on the vegan bus at Burning Man, apparently. That's right, two years <laughs> ago. Uh, that Burning Man episode, we are adding a new music track to it, and it should be up when the new site launches this month. Really? So you'll be able to check out the Burning Man episode. Does it have the vegan bus in it? It does. Really? That's yeah. like, ooh, you guys That's are... exciting. I know. <laughs> I know, that was our debut, really. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about that now. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, the uh, the new site launches in February, so it'll have a full channel with um, all the episodes. There are about 20 episodes uh, across the globe, and the Burning Man one is one of them. So I, I was looking on uh, at some of your videos, and they were around California. I take it that's probably where you live. Yep, I live in LA. Mm-hmm. And then where else have you traveled? Uh, all over the world. Um, like I said, we have 20, 20 episodes. I was just waiting. Those are kind of older. We started in 06. So we had those up kind of as uh, teasers. We were commissioned to do the the pilot, which is one of the ones in L.A., for a website. And then we thought, well, we travel so much, we may as well start filming them. And uh, we, meaning me and my fiancé, so we're a team. And um, so I've kind of taken it all over the world, uh, all over the country. And this past year I went to Kenya and London and so we shot there as well, and uh, yeah, so it's a, a global venture. 
And so you go to restaurants and do you, and you always just try to order whatever, is it always vegan restaurants or? Um, no, that's, that's kind of what differs. Um, you know, I find different with, with my blog and my show as opposed to other things, you know, like happy cow and stuff like that, because that's kind of more of a database and a, a good resource for vegans and vegetarians. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I find because my better half is not a vegan, Tisk. <gasps> My goodness. I know. And yet you call him your better half. And he's, he's, he's my happy half. <laughs> but, you know, of course, we've all been there, and this is why I kind of came up with the idea. You know, we go visit family, and they're not vegan. And I, I just heard you guys talking about, you know, getting, catching some flack from, you know, our non-vegan friends. And um, having been vegan for 10 years, it's, it's been a struggle. And being a traveler, you know, it's tough to, to be with family or friends who are not. So I go to places you know, not just vegetarian places, to find the meal or the entrees that we can order and then nobody else is put out, you know, going somewhere that they don't want to go or us having to sit there and watch them eat and then, you know, eat a graham cracker on our, you know. Yeah, those are some of my favorite kind of places, especially places that have a really good vegan or vegetarian menu as well yeah. as a basic menu because you can, you can go with people, you can enjoy a good time. And also, yeah. like, you know, I think your friends and family are more likely to want to try something vegan or vegetarian Exactly. And, as well. And it really does showcase that we're not just eating nuts and seeds and starving ourselves. You know, they can see that we can still have a social life and, and we eat delicious, tasty food and we don't have to, you know, sacrifice any of it. So, so yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, um, it's been 10 years since I became vegan and you know, 10 years ago, it was pretty tough, and it's gotten a lot easier. Even a lot of the chain restaurants offer, you know, some sort of a veggie burger or a healthier salad with a vegan-type dressing. And, you know, it's, it's definitely becoming more mainstream, and it's exciting. That's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> Still, I, I think there's nothing like a vegan restaurant. Oh, for sure. It's, it's, it's just like when, such a different um, experience. Well, you're completely at ease, you know? <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. have to worry about, are you sure there's not that in there? Because it kind of tastes a little funny. Yeah, I've, I have that paranoia. You're like, no cheese, no butter, and then you smell it as soon as it sits in front of you. That's been my paranoia this week for sure. I I wasn't sure. I I got a a latte or whatever this morning, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm the paranoid one as well. I'm glad other people go through that because I felt like I might be going crazy. Right. Yeah, yours. I always, I I sound like a broken record when I pick up my coffee. Are you sure that's soy? Are you sure that's soy? And I kind of watch them make it. <laughs> vegan police. Yeah, vegan I know. That, that's my next show. Vegan cops. Really? No. <laughs> Are you going to be a good cop or a bad cop? Hmm. Depends on my mood. <laughs> so I was thinking you should um, go to some restaurants dressed up like you're at Burning Man. I heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, a lot of restaurants abide by the you know the no shirt, no shoes, no service. So. Oh well, if you're naked, I, 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 I didn't mean na- <laughs> maybe like Burning Man at night. You know, no, not during right. the day. Not the daytime Burning Man outfit. Like, true, true. Or non-outfit, I guess. <laughs> With my big furry coat. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's faux fur, listeners, faux fur. <laughs> exactly, it is faux fur. <laughs> faux fur. <laughs> <laughs> so you write as well? I do, yeah. I started the blog in 06 um, after a road trip, and I said, hey, I should really just start you know, I had been keeping a journal because I had this, the idea for the show, and I'd pitched it to some networks, and I thought, well, let me at least get the ball rolling on my own. And then I started the blog, and we started to upload the videos, so they were kind of all over the place. And, and yeah, so the writing, um, you know, the blogs are becoming a companion book, and the companion book should be out self-published this year. And um, along with that, I don't know if you've seen, like, during holidays, I write tips and recipes, so... Um, I'm currently writing a cookbook as well. Oh, that's exciting too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at your uh, Mexican wedding cakes, candy mm-hmm. cane shaped cookies, eggless nog. Yep, yep. It's good stuff. Well, it's got rum in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really nog without the rum. Just because we're vegan doesn't mean we're dead. Well, we agree. We agree. <laughs> Quite the opposite. But I don't want to alienate any of our straight edge listeners. But That's right. <laughs> a little rum never hurt anyone. That's right. Well, maybe it did. <laughs> uh, never hurt me too much. So you started in 2006. Did You said you went on a trip. Did it something particularly inspire you to start? Um, well, 
I, like I said, I had been keeping a journal, mm-hmm. and I kind of didn't do anything with it. And then um, we had been commissioned to do the pilot earlier on, and I thought, well, I'm just going to start the blog now since we travel so much. And uh, so that's where, you know, the blog started. So every Friday a new city comes out or recipes or tips or something of that nature. And it's, uh, you know, going strong, have a, a nice group of followers and and um, gotten some press. So, so yeah, just doing right by, you know, being a good vegan. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, um, I blog a little myself, but I'm, I'm having – it's hard to stay on top of it. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, yeah really it have is, to put it the is. effort in. It's I know tough. I've got four websites and it's driving me crazy. I was start thinking of starting a new vegan one because my my post my past blog was you know vegetarian, and I just I'm like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna happen. It so, is. It's definitely. I just post what I ate and, uh, every day. I'd be boring or something. I don't yeah. Know what it would oh be. come on. <laughs> you know, we love the bloggers though, and we want to get um, well. Maybe we should keep it under wraps, but I kind of want to get that vegan dad guy. He emailed me. Vegan dad? Oh, good. I'll tell you about it later. We'll talk talk about it later. (laughs) Okay, don't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if there's like a big bloggers convention where everybody gets together and like compares notes. Yeah. I don't know if there's a blogger convention, but there's definitely a lot of bloggers that kind of intermix. Yeah, yeah. The whole blog scene. I'm saying I read about 30, 40 food blogs a day. If I get the what? time. Yeah. 30 or 40. Yeah. Where are you? I open them all up, you know, in tabs, line them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I mean, there's only ever one entry. And I like, you're the one. I like the pictures. <laughs> no, you're slowing down the internet. Stop that. Oh, you're one woman <coughs> fork in the me. system. So you're you're working on the cookbook now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have, uh, have a few ideas for, you know, a variety of cookbooks. I you know, eventually want to be like the healthy Rachel Ray, you know, a cooking show and a travel show and you know, sell my own food items and, there you, go. <laughs> you know, take over the health world. Take it over. Take <laughs> it over. Are you uh, returning to Burning Man this year? You know, I'm getting married this year, so oh, that is kind of taking precedent <laughs> over the uh, the financial situation and, you know, you need you know a Burning photographer? Man is quite the financial drain. <laughs> so, you know, we may go for a couple of days if we do go, but, uh, yeah, That'd this be will honeymoon? be my my fifth year so you know we could always go back next year when are you getting married uh november november oh mm-hmm. you need a photographer well we got one but you know if you want to come join <laughs> <laughs> sure there you go california in november sounds good actually it's in miami miami even closer <laughs> that's right nice and warm yeah that's Kinda cool heated. are you having a vegan wedding I'm having a lot of vegan food. Yeah. So that me and my, you know, vegan contingent can enjoy the evening. But, you know, for family and all them, they'd complain. And I'm Hispanic, so they definitely grew up, you know, I grew up on meaty McMeat and potatoes and all that good stuff. So, meaty McMeat? Meaty (laughs) McMeat. And then I quit cold tofu. Oh, I like that. Cold tofu. (laughs) When did you decide to become vegan? Um, my 10-year anniversary is coming up uh, in April. It was exciting. Was yeah. it a particular moment, or did you feel like... I? Uh, well, I was reading a book called Fit for Life, and it doesn't necessarily advocate veganism, but it was talking about food combining, you know, combining your proteins with your carbs isn't good for your system, and it was kind of a foolish decision based on, oh, well, I'd rather eat carbs and protein or, you know, <laughs> you know for stupid weight loss. And um, and uh, I ended up starting to study it. So I studied holistic nutrition and I went to culinary school and I got all, you know, edumacated. And uh, here I am. I love it. No going back ever again. Great. So do you, uh, in terms of your family, I mean, do you have anyone else in your family who's influenced by you? Um, well, my mom always says that, uh, if it were more convenient, she would totally eat the way I do. And, you know, I'm super, super disciplined, kind of A-typey and anal and OCD. (laughs) (laughs) So I can definitely be militant about it and have no qualms about it. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I think if it were more convenient, a lot of people would, you know, if people tried my cooking and I've taken them to vegan places and everyone says the same thing. 
oh, wow, if this were more readily available, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. That, it's, that it, but you're in California. Are, are all these people in California? It seems like they can't get much more convenient than... Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's all my family in, you know, Miami. and. Oh, Miami. Miami. I thought you were going to take the other tack and be like, well, what's convenient about a heart attack? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's a huge, it's a huge meat-eating culture in Miami. I just had friends that came back, and they were talking about just tremendous. I was talking about, you know, fish. I'm like, did you eat any fish? You're so close. And they were like, actually, it's a really environmentally bad idea to eat fish down there right now. Mm. Things are just a mess. Or anywhere. Yeah, anywhere in general, of course. But I was, you know, um, I guess... It's just he said it was really hard to find anything good and vegetarian meat, seafood everywhere. Yeah, Florida. absolutely. It's a funky lifestyle. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where, you know, the seed was planted was going home for the holidays and going to the nearest Whole Foods, which was like 30 minutes away and then stocking up for the whole trip. And, you know, when I went out with my friends, I'd have a boring, you know, iceberg lettuce salad and just kind of sit there. So have you done a show in Miami yet? Um, yes. All the all the new ones will show up on the um, on the site. So we've got Atlanta, we've got Miami, we've got London, Kenya, um, New Orleans. Oh, st- how about New Orleans? I'm going down there next week. Uh, there's some great stuff in New Orleans. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's um, I can't recall the name right now, but I will forward you the post. Um, what What was the date? It's a gumbo place, so of course you would never imagine, you know. My man wanted to pop in there because, you know, we're in New Orleans, so went in Rome, and I was like, well, I don't know if I can have anything here. And sure enough, they had a completely vegan gumbo, and it was the bomb. Wow. Really, really good. So, so yeah, take some, some searching, but I've done the work for you. I want to see that in your cookbook. <laughs> it, will be in, it will be in my cookbook. No way. Oh, okay. I made a vegan jambalaya a couple of weeks ago for a potluck. It was went over really well out of the uh, Veganomicon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, was, that's a great. It was cookbook. delicious. <coughs> I put I put a little bit of my own twist in there, but yeah, yeah. So how how'd you do your roux? <laughs> my roux? No roux. No roux. Oh, I don't. No I don't that's roux. the only word I know about Cajun cooking. So. Roux. Oh, roux, roux is just butter and flour mixed together. Oh yes, that's right. We had that Cajun gravy last week too. <laughs> oh yeah. That was great. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I'm going to New Orleans and now like everywhere I look, there's something about New Orleans. Oh. And there's a new co-op opening there, and yeah, there's uh, a, Vegetarian Times had a... Art there's over a great d- little diner um, kind of in the chic, hipster part of town called Slim Goodies, and they've got, you know, regular food for regular people, and then they've got some really neat vegan options, really hearty, yummy vegan, like, uh, tofu scrambles, and I think I had some crazy, like, vegan fake eggs be- benedict with biscuits yeah it was crazy that sounds great <laughs> yeah really good so you'll you won't starve in new orleans that's for sure no we were just thinking about um eggless as uh describing things as eggless like egg, eggless salad or eggless benedict <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. funny to describe a food by what's not in it but it's it's, <laughs> it's just an aside <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that that was great <laughs> Oh, so you come from a pretty strong meat eating family. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not like barbaric. I mean, my mom loves eating healthy. My mom's very healthy. And my dad was actually vegetarian for, you know, quite a long time in his youth. You know, he was a hippie surfer dude. Oh, that's uh, cool. So that was kind of in his, in his makeup as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we're definitely not like you know, the football, blah, 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 big meat-eating kind of family either. So uh, no one had a heart attack when I said, oh, I'm vegan. Everyone was like, oh, cool. That's really healthy. So, <laughs> That's so at least I got some support there. You know, my my friends might razz me about it, but but uh, but they know that I can go anywhere and enjoy myself and eat healthy and, and still be social. So I, uh, I'm hoping to change the weird stigma of being a vegan, you know. So. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> like we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, there is a lot of, like, I've had a lot of support. We live in a very, like, veggie-friendly area. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of people out there, I think, who just do not get the idea. <laughs> right, right. My, I believe my father, when I went vegetarian, says something effective, but you can eat meat if you if you want to, right? I mean, you can. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I'm capable of it, but I'd rather. <laughs> oh, I know. 
know. I'd rather not. I'm like, no panic. It's okay. Oh, yeah. If I had a dime for every joke or every silly thing that's been said to me over and over again, I would be a gajillionaire. I think people just don't think about it, about how it would actually work, you know? Yeah. Well, as soon as you come out of the womb, you start getting the <laughs> animal product message beaten into your consciousness, so it's it's hard to uproot it. Well, there's also the thing about, you know, you are being a martyr, you know. A martyr. You're sacrificing the pleasure, oh, yes. you know, the simple pleasures of life. You're, you know, a, s- you're a strict vegetarian For some now. stupid principle. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, d- denying yourself. And your that's uh, that's kind of just generally frowned upon culturally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, I, I don't know. It's I rather tough r- not to crack, but I think, you know, I'm really seeing a huge shift, you know, and it just in my travels and, and going to restaurants and seeing that they have veggie menus on a regular menu. Even in huge chain restaurants, they'll have tofu, and it's really surprising. Well, we so, had a news story last week that uh, vegetarianism is – rising amongst adolescents. So That's I think I awesome. think the human species might be slowly evolving. Oh yeah, we get all the stories all the time where they're like, um, how to deal with a vegetarian teenager. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room until you eat some meat. No, I've I've been reading a lot about places, you know, these websites that have um restaurants, you know, fast food restaurants and what you can have there. Mm-hmm. Vegan wise or whatever, just you know, whatever quickly. And it's like more and more it's not just like, well, I guess you could eat the salad, suppose. Right. Without dressing. Without dressing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Even the Italian is leave, egg in leave it. Leave the uh, ham and eggs and everything off the top of it. Yeah, exactly. And you get some iceberg lettuce with a shredded carrot or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It must be really inspiring, though, to travel and continue to find that people oh, are making that available. Oh, it's really exciting. I mean, for instance, of all places in the world that you'd think a vegan would be, you know, have nightmares, I went to Paula Deen's restaurant in Savannah, and she's like Molly McButter. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they had um, two vegetarian sandwiches that I just, you know, manipulated the menu. I said, hey, no cheese, no butter. And it was phenomenal. It was a grilled vegetable sandwich, and she had one called the asparagus sandwich. And it was really, really good. And I was like, hey, you know, so well, anyone she's who's a professional, Savannah, she knows. <laughs> You know, and go to Paula Deen's restaurant and wait a million hours to go in. Yeah, she put cheese and brownies, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. It's cheese and butter. In Maybe I looked at the um, the buffet and the vegetables were just soaked in butter. Because I was like, oh, maybe I'll get the buffet and I can have a salad and some veggies. And I was like, yeah, not an option. But, uh, but the sandwich was great. And I had a sweet tea vodka lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, healthy, healthy uh, meal and a little treat. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <clears throat> you can go anywhere these days, and, and it's it's becoming, you know, a thing. And, and what was great about that place, too, is they mentioned that they do a gluten-free menu, if you ask. And, you know, they, they tell you that they use peanut oil. So people are becoming much more aware of not just vegans, but, you know, everyone's special diet needs, which is, you know, kind of what I'm trying to do with the show and the blog is, you know, not just vegans, not just vegetarians, there's, you know, diabetics or whatever. It's really hard to travel with a special dietary need and, and you don't have to suffer anymore or make the people who you're traveling with suffer. So, so yeah, yeah, it's excellent. It, yeah, the world's definitely becoming more aware. I, um, I'm taking nutrition and um, we had to go to, you know, they do my pyramid now instead of the food pyramid. You know, you mm. make up your own on the website. And <laughs> there's a, make up your own pyramid. For the dairy section now, you can click <laughs> if you prefer not to drink milk. Or you're allergic. How come my pyramid has chocolate at the top? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Mediterranean pyramid actually has wine in it. I think I think everyone's had their own pyramid for a while now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's the federally allowable. They had to cut the funding, so they just well make your own pyramid. They, you know, they want me on five. Cups We're not going to research this anymore. All <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, Jillian, to the show. I'm here. Jillian's our new co-host. This Yay. is her second show. Yes, she's been vegan for one week today. One week today. Congrats! <laughs> Thank you. And if she goes off the vegan diet, the vegan police will be at her door. Well, now I've met some of the vegan police. We've got some she surveillance cameras. <laughs> yeah, we've got some private eyes to follow her around. Yeah, I'm beginning to think you guys coming over for dinner was my my weekly checkup. Oh no, that's just a. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like I come to the door and she's like, she's got a cigarette. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's not uh, let's not disparage. But it's, you know, I guess it's a vegetarian. She has to give up one habit at a time. I do. I do. I know. No, yeah. I, feel, I feel you. It's stressful. Yeah, that <laughs> this life that we live. It is. It's so stressful. You know, I'm reaching for something right now. Oh yeah. Yes. What's that? Hey, what? you can't have that in here. What? My box dinner. Yes, leave it in the box. It's so delicious. Oh, it'll be there when you're done. All right. You don't want to get us kicked out of here. Hey, you know, we have someone on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't um, forget you. So, Carolyn, we're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll have you back in the uh, third quarter of the show. <laughs> um, good. We're going to play a little song that one of our listeners made. And this song is from The Brilliant Sins, and it's called Fur is Dead. You're listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJ LP, Northampton. Also available at veganradio.com and on the Pacifica Radio Network.
Welcome back to Vegan Radio. WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM, veganradio.com. Those guys are great. You like that? Yeah, I really like that a lot. Cool. I, may say I like so. it too. It's got a little edginess. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people send us things that don't have edginess. You gotta have some edginess. I'm currently making a, f- a food mix CD too. A food mix CD. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jillian's gonna revitalize our show. <laughs> yeah, she brings new inspiration, Aww. new blood, a new perspective. Yeah, it's ex- new year. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Absolutely. February. So tell us more about the Burning Man show you're doing. How, what, what kind of stuff did you find out at Burning Man? The Burning Man episode is kind of different than uh, than the others because, of course, there are no real restaurants there. <laughs> and you can't really go there any time of year. So it was more like a survival guide. If you're vegan or have some kind of health issue, this is what you can do type situation. So, you know, I do the, the travel log type thing, you know, show the sites, and then I mention, you know, what you need to bring and what you can do, and, you know, if you find the vegan bus, and we have some friends (laughs) camp there, and they they do the random pizza experience, which is where you can make your own pizza. You have to make your own pizza and make another one to gift to someone. Oh, wow. And um, I always bring my own soy cheese and make my own really yummy pizza. So if they're around, they're a good find. And, uh, yeah, so basically it's more of a survival guide, what um, to do if you're going to Burning Man and you're vegan. How many times have you been there? Um, four. Four? Yeah. I just got my ticket in the mail today for Sweet. the new one. Yeah. I, I like the theme of evolution. It seems like we right. could work with that. Actually, our vegan cafe here is called Evolution. So. Oh, cool. And uh, I make muffins and scones there. the king of scone that's what they call me my motto everybody must get sconed (laughs) it's a good motto i think so (laughs) (laughs) um any any other good things you found at burning man there's always good things burning man oh see i've never been another festival i yeah it's too far away too far away something everyone should see once in their life because, you know, even pictures and descriptions don't do it justice. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I know a lot about it. I go to, I go to a different festival in the summer. Mm. She's a pagan. Good. I'm a pagan. <laughs> <laughs> She's a pagan. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, um, but actually that was one of my first real discoveries in general. Like, you generally, if you're camping, you don't want to bring any dairy or meat with you in general. Like, mm. nobody, yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring any dairy or meat anymore. See? Check in. Vegan police. But um, <laughs> in general, like, I, you know, I found myself when I was omnivorous not bringing anything with me camping because it was going to go bad. So I realized that I could live without that for, what, six days. And it was easy. It's it was good. good. And camp food is always good, no matter what it is. That's right. Soy dogs. Delicious. Tofu when pups. You're out, when you're out there, you, you're having too much fun and, you know, there's so much going on that you kind of forget to eat anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Just don't forget to drink water. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Hydrate. <laughs> Pee clear. Don't remind me. I have my water today. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thirsty right now, too. We're not supposed to have food or drinks in the studio, so. And we were, we and rushed the, here. And it's the dead of winter. It's crazy. I know. We're dried out. They need a humidifier. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. oh, Jillian snorted on oh, the microphone. Oh, I did it again. This time, number two. I think we all got up way too early today. You better I get know. a Kleenex. I know. So, what's your next travels? What's your next adventure? Or are you taking adventure? a little break for writing? Um, and well, the ones that are coming up currently are Savannah and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think our next trip will be somewhere um, Pacific Northwest. So, you know, Seattle. Um, Oregon, Vancouver, maybe. Yeah, Portland, <laughs> the awesome vegan haven. Vegan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but for the new, sure. And I've, the I've newish been, vegan mall, I've heard. Yep, yep. I've been to Seattle and Vancouver before, but it was years and years before the show. Um, so I know exactly where to go. But, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we're, you know, kind of keeping it close to the West Coast for now and uh, saving the bigger trips 
for you know summer and and uh, and the fall, so we don't freeze. Would you be interested in uh, doing a little mini tour with the vegan bus at some point? That would be great. You could be on the go. You could do road, go. Road, go. road food. Road food. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're writing some grants right now to get it all gussied up. So That would be great. It might be a, a whole different experience than what you saw at Burning Man. It could be like vegan Americana. We yep. ramble Pict- through Pictures the of animals all over the sides and yeah, big fuzzy giant fuzz room in the back or something. <laughs> fuzz room. <laughs> <laughs> with bouncing balls. No. Maybe. Wouldn't that be fun to have that one of those ball rooms? In no. <laughs> if we have room, man, we'll do it. We could put a diving board on top. <laughs> yeah, totally. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a surfer. It's good. <laughs> so, and yeah, I don't even know. I what? lost it. I had a question. It was gone. Oh, I man. brain dead. Well, the show is about winding down. Do you have anything else you want to talk to our listeners about, Carolyn, while we got you on the line? Hmm. Hmm. Not, uh, not really. I mean, just uh, log on to the website, www.healthyvoyager.com. Uh, subscribe to the blog. Uh, comes out every Friday, a new city or tips or recipes or something good. And uh, look for the website we'll be launching this month. And that so will have uh, shopping, recipes and tips, archives of all the blogs, all the new videos. So there will be about 20 videos to view. And, uh, yeah, just information on upcoming events or where I might be going and all that good stuff. We'll keep tabs Exciting, on you. Exciting, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, hopefully we'll bump into you out there on the road somewhere soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Keep me posted on the, the rambling vegan bus. That would be great. Yeah, I'll put you on our email list. Cool. Okay. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye. 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 All right, guys. <laughs> That's our second uh, traveling vegetarian person. We had um, Yvonne Smith, the traveling vegetarian, on our 62nd show. Yep. She was she was great. And I, I have to say, I really liked her, her videos a lot. She was, uh, she was really... Carolyn or Yvonne or both? Well, both, actually. I like the cartoon we saw today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, little, Carolyn uh, has a really fancy flash animation at the beginning of her videos. Yep, right out of Bewitched. Not to be missed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I'll have to add it to my, my blog role. Yep, another tab on your browser. Yes. But yes, I talked to Vegan Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vegan Dad, are you out there? Are you one of our vegan listeners? Vegan Dad. Are you our other listener? No. I hope so. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we'll talk more about it later. I don't know when, but he wants to he wants to come talk to us. Oh, so you made contact. Yes, he he sounds sounds great. He sounds, sounds great. He, He's well, got he a face for great. radio. So someone I believe with four kids oh, and man. he cooks vegan meals for I'm guessing about every night. I think he's the he's the one who cooks in his household. I mean, both him and his uh, his wife, I guess, or his yeah, partner. And his, yeah, his where's, what's up with the vegan beautiful. mom? The vegan mom, yeah. Where is she? Well, she's home too. I think they both work and cook for these kids. And he's got a cookbook coming out, so they're all kid-friendly vegan recipes. And he's got a blog. What's not kid-friendly recipe like? Well, you know, I mean, kids, One of your kids are weird. You, you know, well, yeah, and you don't want to like <laughs> nothing too spicy. Your kids, it's an aphrodisiac. And, I mean, <laughs> not all kids are going to eat a, a curry or a, you know anything too fancy, crazy. And this is like you know yeah. your mac and cheese and your homemade. Vegan buffalo wings and lots of exciting. Vegan buffalo wings. Yeah. Like he has these great things and they're on sticks too. <laughs> he does it on sticks. Oh, they have those at uh, some of the Chinese restaurants that have the vegan menus. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easier to mold a, a foam meat around a stick, I suppose, than a... I once saw in Vegetarian Times, some company came out with these ceramic like bones that you could cook into things. Oh, right. I don't know if Eerie. they ever went over. Eerie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Come on. If you're gonna go, not everything has to be in a pan. If you're gonna go, ceramic bones all the way. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm waiting for him to come up with like faux veins and stuff, so you could have that real chicken experience where the veins get stuck between your teeth, and and then faux gristle. That's another one that they need to come out with. Sure. 
there was something vegan I ate that. Oh yeah, well basically those chicken drumsticks. You can chew those for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. very chicken like. Yeah, those. Once they get the veins into them. Oh, and the cactus jerky perfect. too. That's a good one. That's pretty chewy. <laughs> and then if we could get like faux pus blood and fecal matter into the soy milk, that would be good too. Delicious. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told someone about the milk pus thing this week, and they were like, "What? What? What?" There's actually a a government um, allowed limit of pus in milk products. Which yeah, that's the one that got pus me. Pus is actually white blood cells, you know. So. Because you know, I mean, it, kids. People see all cows being milked, and they're like, "Oh, they li- they like it," you know. And you get this mentality in your head. But you sell, tell someone some pus. I wonder yeah, what people don't like that pus. What's happened is that because of the uh, ways that cows have been bred and genetically modified to produce more and more milk, they they have like really high rates of mastitis, mm-hmm. and uh, that creates pus, which gets into the milk supply, and then it gets mi- mixed in with all the non-mastitis milk. So there's a a lot of pus, and I think it's like a there's like a few drops per glass of milk allowable pus, and a lot of time it tests over that limit, which is white blood cells, white blood cells. Well, it's it's actual pus from the mastitis. Yeah. Right, I gotcha. Uh, scientifically, if you wanted to break it down, um, yeah, well, <laughs> we do want to break it down here. White blood cells are like blood trying to get rid of toxins, right? Well, there are certain, you've got red blood cells that carry oxygen, and then you've got these little uh, things that are almost like amoebas. They just run around, they they can find uh, stuff, and they can can consume it in your blood. Yummy. So it's, you know, for fighting infection, fighting bacteria. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Did you guys have a good vegan week? Vegan week? Yes. Well, it was so I wonderful. mean, mine was my I first, but yours so. was of many. Since I've moved into this new place, I have a vegan household. I've been doing a, a lot more um, actual cooking. That's so exciting. And, uh, you know, of course, now that I've got my regular date with Jillian. <laughs> We've <laughs> got date a, now. It's I a date now, Scotty. Whoa. Weekly. Weekly. There's Sounds some like stuff going on behind my back here. I'm using it in the old-fashioned sense of the word. I felt like I had an MO this week. It was make one of you guys a vegan meal, then watch some sort of Batman film. <laughs> Did you watch Batman with Scott too? Yeah, the first one. Oh, I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed. It worked out well. The I, second one's better though. You yeah, guys? but you know that's Is you gotta meandering? have uh, something to compare it to, or you wouldn't know. <laughs> yep, it's meandering time. It's the meandering part of the show. For our podcast listeners out there, stay tuned. We're gonna have uh, Dave Werwex, um, Vegan School 101, after the show outro. Great kids. Because we love our podcast listeners and we know you just don't want us to stop. And thank you, Dave Warwick, for adding me to Facebook. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and actually, thank you, Dave. You know, I've been reading his stuff and his, his conversations, and, you know, it really, really hit me. Some of the, some of the stuff that's being that he's talking about is stuff that I hadn't really given much thought to, honestly. No, I'm excited to read he's some a of thinker. the stuff he talks about. Yeah, he's always posting interesting items. He's a very passionate vegan. Mm hmm. Or so I've heard. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, the th- that's the thing. He's he's all about the truth. He's all about the truth, and that's that's what it's. The truth be. will set you free, Scotty. Yeah. You're, why aren't you free yet? That's what I want to know. Uh, I have preferred. You've truth, been lying. Yeah, you've I, been lying to yourself, Scotty. I think so. <laughs> I think so, man. But you know, none of us are cruel, are quite totally free. But I appreciate the admonition. Well, okay, Scotty. <laughs> Anyway, you've been listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM and uh, <laughs> Valley Free Radio. <laughs> you don't like my radio voice? Come on. I love your radio voice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, radio. Because the animals are listening to you. Okay, boys and girls, are you ready? Here it comes. You've been waiting a long time. Get your bootstraps pulled up nice and high. Because it's time for Vegan School 101 with Warwack. Oh, man. Welcome, kitties. Well, last week we looked at Big Brother and how they bully people and try and censor things from the web and how you find out. This week we're looking at ignorance and apathy, my two pet peeves. Those are the biggest evils in the world. If you want to get them to stop, we have to identify what they are and how they happen and uh, what to do about it. So that's what we're going to do on this episode and uh, sit back after this short commercial break. We're going to listen to a recording I made of the state of Illinois telling me about the uh, recall and how 
It's nothing really to worry about. All matter of fact and just uh, go about your business. All right. Without further ado, and uh, we'll listen to this commercial and then we'll get started. Hey, all you hungry cats out there. I know you want some Mickey D's right around now. Well, we got some real good news for you. They finally fessed up. Yeah, they really didn't know about Mad Cow or Jacob's Crutchfield, whatever that stuff was. They honestly believed that it came from factory, uh, some kind of uh, hamburger patch or something, but uh, no idea about factory farming. I believe McDonald's, they're, they're uh, forthright and honest people, and they, they really care about us and our, our bodies and goodwill. So anyway, they came clean and said, uh, hell, wow, and, you know, now that we know about this, we, we don't want to have any more to do with it. So they said, uh, no more. So vegan McDonald's. Mickey D's, that's what we're looking at now, and uh, you got to hand it to them, and uh, get your vegan ass down to Mickey D's, I'm loving it, alright, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back, looks like uh, I heard that commercial about the... Vegan Mickey D's, the first one in the country where they finally came clean and uh, did stop by there. Brought, uh, paid for the whole neighborhood, in fact, and wanted to make a big deal out of it because it is a big deal. Finally, someone is honest with the children and uh, they had a little playground for him and they had that little uh, Ronald McDonald dude running around and he was passing out PETA information, which was kind of cool. And uh, so they had the vegan... Uh, soy ice creams and uh, the vegan treats for them little salads and special little treats and they even had a little happy meal for the for the kids which was cool and inside uh, there was a surprise gift and i saw that there was a uh, uh, a ronald mcdonald uh, uh, doll pin cushion made out of uh, hemp so it was earth friendly and it was a pin cushion i guess you could use it as a voodoo doll if you wanted to not that I'm condoning that kind of thing. Uh, and then there was also a Ronald uh, McDonald uh, squishy uh, toy, like one of those stress balls, but it was the shape of Ronald McDonald. So, again, I guess you could take your frustrations out and squeeze them when you got mad about uh, the meat-eating world. And uh, But that, those were great gifts to have inside those surprises in their vegan Happy Meals and uh, their, their little foods inside were, were shaped as little uh, animals and uh, they, they had little cucumber bodies and little carrot heads and uh, the kids loved them and uh, they, they got to read about the animals while they ate and uh, looks like it's a big hit with McDonald's. They're, they got people lining up out the door, uh, especially kids. They're dragging their parents there and they're educating them about veganism. So this is a great thing. Okay, so remember... 143 million pounds of ground-up cows were recalled back in February of 2008. Well, some of you may have forgot. I remember very well. It's hard to forget when stuff like that happens and they ship it off to children in schools and they eat it and then they recall it a year later after they eat it. And uh, I was very upset about that, and rightly so, I think. Most people should be upset. And uh, it was in the newspapers and the story kind of faded away. Well, when it first happened... I called up and asked the school if they had fed any of that meat to the children there, and naturally the school denied it and said they had none on hand. So I wanted to check up, make sure that they're telling me the truth. Uh, you know, it's real easy to say, well, I'll let someone else take care of it. So I called the state of Illinois food service director, Jim Kopp. He's in charge of all the food distribution in Illinois. And uh, we're going to listen to a recording and find out if what the school told me was true. So here's that recording. It's Fox River Grove Middle School. It's in Fox River Grove. That's the school district, Fox River Grove? Uh, yeah, it's school district three. Four 
There you have it, kids. Guilty as charged. State of Illinois hiding things. Newspapers hiding things. Government hiding things. Big business hiding things. No one wants you to know this stuff, and they always say, oh, don't worry, no one got sick. Well, if you know anything about CJD, the human variant of mad cow, it takes at least 10 years to incubate. So those children that ate the meat a couple years ago, they could be the dropping like flies adults of tomorrow. If you want to read more about this, go to my blog. Oh, my God. Warwack is going to be, like, on some blog somewhere. And he's going to, like, I'm sure there'll be 100 emails. But this is a condition of necessity. Yeah. Do you understand yes. the difference? Yes, of course. It's at veganschool101.com. We'll end this episode with a quote from Thomas Jefferson. He wrote it back in 1778. You know, and you think about things. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but looking into the future is just genius. So, good old Tommy wrote, If people let the government decide what foods they eat and what medicines they take, their bodies will soon be in as sorry a state as the souls who live under tyranny. Boy, couldn't say it much better than that. All right, folks. Until next time. 